Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 79th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the history of our PD Scotch pairing. We reveal how we all met. A listener email takes Rooster to task, and Senator gives me an all-time gift, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 12-year-age Cal Isla Scotch with the Davidoff Millennium Lancero Limited Edition 2023. A Lancero from Davidoff tonight from the Millennium Series, favorite of ours, and actually a cigar that we talked about when we thought it existed and it didn't, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, about six weeks ago, it popped up back into the fold that Davidoff was releasing the Millennium Lancero as a limited edition for 2023. 
And now it's in your hand. Very excited. <laughs> I guess Davidoff listens to over pod. I didn't want to say it, <laughs> yeah, Rooster, they, but they I'm glad to, you did. They wanted to join our uh, Lancero ratings. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Millennium uh, Pyramides, which mm. is Bam Bam's favorite cigar. Oh, yeah. Smokes a lot of them. We all do. Yeah, that's a, that's a quintessential cigar for me. Um, comparing the, the wrapper to that, though, and this guy, this is a bit toothier than the, the Pyramid. The pyramid is exquisite and pristine. Mm. This is beautiful, but it does have a little. It's got a rustic edge to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam's right. Yeah, which yeah. I like. Apparently, I it's it. the same Ecuadorian 151, that famous yeah. wrapper that they use on the Millennium. And a apparently, pigtail. it's the same thing. Oh, and there is a slight pigtail. There's a little pigtail there. There's a big pigtail on it. It's a big and pigtail. The first, oh. the first, one of the things I noticed too. I could be wrong, but sometimes you know, with the Millennium, um, with the pyramid, the wrapper is almost like black. Yes, it is. Looking yeah. very dark. It's, dark. it's darker than this. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah that's, yeah, that's where I was going. It's true. That it looks, this doesn't look quite as dark. Yeah, it doesn't. But that pyramid is sharp. It's sharp as a tack at the tip. It's so beautifully made. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weapon. Oh, nice, yeah. nice aroma out of the, the yeah. wrapper. Yeah, and the it's foot's really nice. Good. The foot's nice. Well, Davidoff is, is great, right? We, we, yeah. we like Davidoff, don't we? All right, boys, let's cut this thing. So, what's interesting about this, too. Given all the Lancero talk that we've had over the last few months on the pod in this Lancero block we've done, is this is not a 38 ring gauge cigar. It's a 40 ring gauge cigar by seven inches. So that's not the traditional Leguito number one size that um, I, that a I, lot of the cigars have been. I know our listeners have been very responsive to our Lancero series, by yes. the way. Uh, got, getting a lot of getting a lot of feedback, very positive feedback. They love the you know the flavor profiles of Lancero. So happy to see the trend, you know, pick up. So this is another one in the in the repertoire. Exciting. It's taste this you know that on the cold draw. Yeah. What are you guys wow. getting? If the cold draws any indication on the smoke, this is going to be it's quite gonna be great. Quite it's going to be a good night. Yeah. I have to say the mm. the cold draw alone is like a meal. Sure, it mm. is so much flavor yeah. without even lighting this. Right. I, I was moaning and groaning. For like <laughs> <over> <laughs> you this is absolutely exquisite in the in. You know, consist. You know, in line with Davidoff, the construction and the draw, um, the draw, draw is, is just like wow. I'm so excited. Wide let's open light this draw. up. Yeah. All right, wow. boys, let's do it. Yep. Let's light this thing. The Davidoff Millennium Lancero Limited Edition 2023. Again, it's a 40 ring gauge cigar by seven inches, closer to the Trinidad Fundadores out of Cuba than the Cohiba Lancero, which is where this. Vitola originally came from, a little bit bigger than that one. And priced pretty reasonably. Honestly, I think at 29 bucks, I'm very happy with a well-constructed Lancero for 29 bucks. Yeah, the Millennium's what, 27 a stick? 25 to 27. Yeah. The Something pyramid, like you mean? Yeah, wow. the pyramid. Yeah. No, it's way more than that. What are you talking about? No. Yes, it is. It's 36 bucks a stick. The Millennium Pyramid. Pyramid. Look it up. So I haven't bought them in a very long time. They must have skyrocketed. Well, he, I think you're used to the I have uh, bulk orders. Yeah, bulk, <laughs> that's right. The bulk discount bulk, on I have Anis is nice. True. <laughs> this this is phenomenal. Off the light, it's fantastic. Oh my yeah. god, it's 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 got very traditional Millennium flavor pro, flavor notes, but it, it's so much more concentrated. It's like a it's like a it's it's like a it's like a, a resin. It's almost like a very mm. concentrated yeah. mix. You know, flavor, you can, flavor bomb. But 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 familiar. Familiar, uh, yeah, Millennium, same DNA. Yeah, no what doubt kind about of it. Uh, when you say familiar, what kind of flavors are you guys getting? 
Well, what are you tasting? On the pyramid, I've always gotten coffee and a bit of cocoa, and maybe a very faint hint of some kind of a fruit. I, I so I, I agree. I think there's I, on the on the pyramid itself. On the funny, the funny end of this is that I actually get a little citrus, but not much. It's just a slight <laughs> citrus. I didn't say it. By oh, the you way. didn't say it, so that's why I think it's kind of odd. But uh, I'm I'm getting not so much coffee here, but I am getting some good amount of fruit, dried fruit. I'm getting dark and, chocolate, a yeah. uh, little bit of coffee maybe. Mm. The citrus thing to me is kind of hitting my tongue, just like a little bit of um, little bit of tingle on the front of my tongue that I'm, I guess could be read as citrus, but I don't, for me it's not. Mm-hmm. I think that's... I get, I get I, calling I that. I agree, yeah. Um, but it's really delicious, and the smoke really fills your mouth nicely. And the retro, Elegant. the retro is delicious. I, I'm going to double down on this right now and say I haven't even got through this yet i'm i anticipate myself buying a box of these immediately mm, yeah I, you, I just know it's, it's going to be good like very high just praise tell. i don't know if you ha- if you guys have i mean but this is very very good off to a, a great start and if it's I, the, the retro hell is 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 really truly phenomenal it's like, it's exquisite actually. that itself i would buy a box just and for the that. size is a little nice right do you don't you guys do you guys like the size the extra just a little bit of extra heft at yeah. 40 but it's not densely packed so it's not no. a heavy cigar in your hand no it just feels like a, it feels like it has a better opportunity to not be plugged and have a better draw more consistently mm, i want to yeah. pull this out of a out of a suit jacket <laughs> from the inner pocket go to the car and get the jacket you know what i'm saying and just pull it out and just i'll tell you we uh blue pinstripe yeah. blue pinstripe we were we were discussing earlier how um these cigars were actually maybe it was as, as an offset of the, the size or whatever um they were a little squishy uh but they weren't they weren't they weren't wet necessarily but they were a little squishy so maybe that has something to say like there's a little heft but but it's open you know it's not something that is tightly packed i i i'll go out on a limb this to me is a f- medium to absolutely a full cigar i think it's medium full yeah, at most right me. now for me i would say for me it, the the flavor is great but i would say it's medium got quite a punch on the on the body you mean the not, body not, of it. not like strength flavor agreed yes yes yeah. exactly right yeah i think the thing that stands out to me i love the millennium pyramid but this starts out actually much more complex than the millennium pyramid does the Millennium Pyramid is a lot of traditional notes that I like, and I think a lot of others do, like coffee and cocoa. There's a little bit of a creaminess to it, uh, but the dried fruit that you get, and and specifically, it's like berry, like it's like a that, prune, like not prune for me. It's like a tart berry, like a a raspberry almost. Like for me, when Grinder said citrus, like I didn't get citrus per se, but there's this little tart tanginess that's the black, like a blackberry. Blackberry. Like, blackberry, yeah, but more raspberries tarter than a blackberry. Blackberry mm. sweeter than a raspberry. Um, so like those dried fruit notes, I don't get at all on the light with the Millennium Pyramid, but it's really cool to see present here. So I just think like this has some of those traditional Millennium notes, but much more complex and it's introduced some new yeah, things. I, th- I think a pyramid kind of builds on the flavor just because of the shape of the cigar. And the ring gauge, The way of it's course. tapered down, yeah. so it, yeah. it, it builds, yep. right? It does. It, and maybe I just to build on what you were saying, I feel like there's a little bit of dark chocolate happening. Absolutely. It's like a raspberry with a little bit of that dark chocolate, which is not not quite bitter, but but you know what it rem- chocolatey and dry. I you guess. know what it reminds yeah. me of? Honestly, yeah. you just called it out. Gertrude Hawk at Easter 
<laughs> we had them in the house because my kid, one of my stepdaughter, sold them at school, and they have these little smidgens that yep. are dark chocolate smidgens with raspberry in them. Mm. I was thinking I the should same bring, damn thing. I should bring those chocolate raspberries back, boys. So now we're on the raspberry. Does everyone <laughs> see what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it's raspberry. No. Like that's well, the very no, note. But I, I, I definitely get I, my citrus. Uh, equation may, may have been more aligned to that tart berry i wouldn't call i don't get dried fruit i get fresh fruit okay you know like that's that's where the tartness usually mm. you know i at least that for me um but it's it's a pleasant you know citrus tangy tartness so let's talk about construction for a second um and then i want to talk about the presentation and apparently it's limited so we could talk about that but first and foremost like i mentioned the wrapper is the ecuadorian 151, which is famous on this blend. The binder is from Mexico. It's a Sumatran Seco. And the filler is from the Dominican Republic and has four different uh, types of tobacco in it. You can uh, find that all, all that info on Davidoff's website. But, you know, I think that what's interesting about this being a cigar that was a former regular production, now coming back as a limited edition, I realized when I got my box in, that they're only making 14,600 boxes of these cigars. So I don't know if that's going to change or they're going to do a second run or a third run, but it seems like they're going to be limited. So Buy this is up. not going to be a regular production? No, then this is a limited edition anymore. cigar. No, if you a, open your box, you'll see it's a numbered box. Davidoff, Davidoff has a lot of those, you know, limited runs, single run cigars. That's true. Um, and I, think, I respect that. I like Yeah, that. but I think this should be added to the Millennium I, lineup. I, I, I totally agree. agree. I agree. They don't, totally. Have a, they don't have a Lancero, they so don't. why not have the, yeah. uh, you know. It makes sense. It should, it should be added. Sure. I, w- I wonder if commercially, um, if, they're, if they're trying to, I'm just hypothesizing, I wonder if commercially the, the Lancero market um, in their eyes is not as big of a market and they're kind of putting this out there to, as almost like a, a test of sorts to see what the uptake's going to be and what the what the appetite out there is going to be for this because the millennium line is is arguably one of their more popular lines that sells the most they put this out i mean there's nothing there's no rule that they can't do exactly what we're talking about exactly maybe that's what they're doing we hope so commercially hope just so. testing it like how fast are these going to move how fast is this going to move yeah yeah well like i told you guys when i sat down uh and kind of teeing up buying more of these if we so choose but none of the big retailers that we go to have them they're all sold out and they've been for quite a few weeks you so, know why you know why they were taking pre-orders like a month before there you go yeah so a, right. lot of, you go. a lot of people yeah. so everybody knows what a millennium tastes like and yeah. they're like oh lancero i gotta go for it and, and i, I uh, will say it is different men in a few ways than the pyramid you mentioned complexity senator i agree with that but this is a concentrated millennium pyramid it really hones in on those those notes, and it hits you really hard in a beautiful, smooth, elegant way. Very, I think that's very nice. That, that resonates with what I said in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just it, it gets all those classic yeah. flavor profiles, but just it packs a little more punch, more concentrated, and delivered in this beautiful Lancero vehicle. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this, uh, just adding on to the limited edition stuff, the Millennium Lancero. Limited edition is the second release out of a series of four exclusive limited editions of the Davidoff White Band Collection. So there's going to be two more of these, I'm sure, in varying sizes. Um, but hopefully they see the demand and they see that these retailers are out of them and they reintroduce them, even if even in limited quantity, yeah. just roll these cigars. Because, I mean, we're what, 
quarter of an inch in, and it's dude. They, they should they should make this thing in fifty cabs. Oh, oh dude, great. that would be amazing. Yeah, like a punch Manitoba. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm such awesome. a. I'm such imagine a, they did it in an eight nine eight format. That'd be cool. Well, that that'd too, be cool. but imagine a fifty cab. Oh yeah, even better. better. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, home run. Yeah. What were we saying, Grinders? No, I was saying I'm such a fan of Davidoff. I would buy so many of their different cigars in in this Vitola, um, like the whole line, <laughs> essentially. Because I I'm a, you know, I'm a brand loyalist in the, in in that sense. I'm with you on that. I mean, I w- with the the uh, the pyramid that mm. that we smoke. I just don't reach for it that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought a ton of them. I bought that bulk thing. I think I, there was 40 cigars or something from. I have Anna's had a great deal on them. Can you imagine a, a Lancero late hour? <laughs> that would be that cool. Would be amazing. Wow. That'd like, be amazing. How awesome would that be? I need a Davidoff limited. Black Band <laughs> limited edition. Very interesting. We will rush to review that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, be, you know, I don't reach for the, the pyramid that much. It's just not a cigar I reach for like you guys do. I don't ever see you smoke it, actually. Yeah, I have 40 of them. I think I joked when I bought them. This would probably be the last order <laughs> I'll of take them from pyramids I ever buy because I just go through them so little. But these, I'm gonna. I already ordered a box today before we smoked it nice. tonight, and I'll probably have another one. It's funny how you go in stages with that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I I used to smoke a lot more of those, um, than I do now, and I don't even know why. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I wonder why the phased uh, the initial Lancero, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I, I think, mean, I think the size mm-hmm. just kind of grew out of favor. American market just wanted a bigger mm-hmm. ring gauge cigars. Yeah, yeah they, they, they want mid fifty ring shame. gauge. Yeah, fifty five, fifty six, fifty seven. It's like American bigger's better you know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, I, I think there's truth to that. I mean, there's the American market. You know, they want a big cigar. You want to feel. Yeah, big. now even yeah. Asia though apparently wants the same thing. The That's whole thing's true. bizarre. But I just I'm disappointed that Davidoff is making this as a limited edition cigar because I feel like now. There's a bit of a resurgence of smaller ring gauge cigars. Like, look at how many Lanceros, regular production, we've been able to find and among New World cigars yeah. mm-hmm. that we that had have no been idea. Excellent, they've I ha- been great. I I, so, I harken back to uh, the early days of Cigar Vixen and her affinity for uh, Lancero cigars. Please don't say her name again. <laughs> <laughs> she's been she's Please. been espousing the merits of Lancero <laughs> and these kind of ring gauge cigars for years. I'm just gonna lay that out there. Maybe we, we could get her as a guest sometime. It's all in the wrapper. For the yeah, audience. All the flavor for the audience, is. she's in addiction. Okay. <laughs> what have you been changing your calendar every month? Yeah, what bam. your cigar vixen calendar? It is a it, I got it's a poster that I or got. Or it's a poster. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a poster. Have to change oh, it. I thought it was a flip. He gets it's, to look at her all year round. It's uh framed. <laughs> it's I'll be honest. I totally <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> when I brought oh, this yeah. up. Oh yeah. It's strategic strategically placed in the house where it's hidden. But oh god. <laughs> So I'm um, I'm really I'm really finding this to be delightful, absolutely delightful. I think we should try our pairing. Let's absolutely. do it. The Cow Isla, if you dare, if you dare, the Cow Isla Twelve. I'm gonna watch your faces as you oh, take. Ben I love really, it. Ben I really love loved the nose of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I, uh, I love I really like the Scotch. Um, it's really nice, actually. It's really nice. The the I think with this cigar though. Um, I like the scotch, but with this cigar, I, I think it compete. I do think it competes from a pairing perspective, like almost like a, a, a um, maybe a Nicaraguan cigar would hold up a little bit better with this, yeah, uh, such a, such a bold, 
yeah. flavor. That was my observation. I, I think that's a fair observation. This is a great. This is this is uh, definitely a peaty scotch, right? So it has some of that punch. Um, I would argue that it, it it pairs fine, but it doesn't pair as well as it could. <laughs> so the reason <laughs> you know, why and, I just want to cl- cl- just on pairing, I want to explain my uh, reasoning quick before you jump back in. The reason why I thought this might be a great fit is because in Davidoff's uh, flavor profile of this specific cigar, they name Pete as one of the flavor profiles they of do, the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I thought what? something that was Petey might be interesting as we come into the review. If Davidoff is wrong, we can make that claim, but no, that's, sorry. Where, that's, where it, that's where it started. That's where it started. 1,000% wrong. Yeah. That's where sorry. Well, it's just fascinating. We all have pretty uh, sophisticated palates at this point. But oddly enough, there's a connection to what I'm referring to here. <laughs> but I would say none of us Let's had any... Let's not make generalizations and, and say everybody. Well, none of us... I, let me just say this. No that's one a mentioned, damning statement, Senator. No one mentioned Pete or Smokiness. It when they were tasting the cigar. No, no. And we're not rookies when it comes to tasting cigars. No, it's true. Yeah. If if you um if you'd go on a limb with me and and retrohale the cigar and then take a a, a, a sip, you will find that peat note. There you go. So I've yeah, read that's the fumes of alcohol coming through your nose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, hey, I don't see the Did you retrohale it and then take a sip? <laughs> I agree. I have. No, no, no. It's there. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm trying to like uh, link there. it up. I think here. it works. I, I think gotcha. it does. If, I gotcha. if you were if there was a peat note, you're gonna it. get it through the retrohale and the other, anywhere. The other thing I want to what I'm saying. The, the other thing I want us to resist doing is saying that it with this far into the cigar, we're barely into the first third here. I do not want to say this is not a good because who knows where this cigar is going to be. That's true. In the last third, it yeah. might very well pick up just like the pyramid does. That's true. It's yeah. true. So the one 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 thing I have against the spirit is that I love the peatiness. It's actually for me, it's subtle. There is peatiness there, but I'm not overwhelmed by that. There is bite to this that you feel from the front of the tongue all the way down to the yeah. finish. Yeah. That I don't know. For so, me, it bothers me a bit. So. I'm, so, with, I'm sure it's great with ice. I'm curious. Do all guys feel that this has? So we're all drinking this neat. I'm drinking neat. We're all drinking. I have and, ice. And in do mind. others? Oh, okay. So then yeah. I'm gonna have to exclude Grinder just for this part because I yeah. imagine ice will smooth it out. But do guys drinking this neat feel that this has an aggressive bite? No I bite. I did. I did get it in the second. Really? So I got. So when I smelt it, it smelled actually reasonably pleasant, and then I got a really. I don't know, I couldn't smell it a bit more, meaning I, I don't even know how to describe that flavor, mm-hmm. the smell. And then when I took the thing, it went down very easily, but then I did get a lot of the bite. Yeah. In fact, it, it was pretty pronounced all the way into, it went into the back of my ear. Yeah. I'm finding it, it, you know, and the tie-in that Grinder mentioned came from the last time that I had this when Grinder opened it up at the lounge, and that's where the uh, amateur palate came no, from. primitive. Primitive palate, excuse me. <laughs> that's where that... So the listener who's heard that for 80-something episodes, that's where it came from, was actually sipping this scotch. And as time has gone on, and I'm having this again for the second time, I actually am enjoying this more than the Lagavulin. I, I, I mean, I, I love pea scotch. I love, I love this scotch because, I, you know, we have some history with it. I also drink a lot of my scotch with ice. So that, that, that changes the, the dynamic a sure little bit it does. To, to Senator's point. And I would, I would say, you know, give it, put some ice in it. And, you know, it opens it up. It, it smooths it out a little bit. It rounds it to a softer, kind of creamier, uh, caramelly uh, flavor profile. Not like something like a Jameson or a fine rum. But, you know, it was, it, I think it's, you know, it's is got it, that. Is it kind of like Talisker? Like I remember no. Talisker. Well, I would say, no, what, no. I think I enjoyed the Talisker. No, I would, I would, I, remember, I would I argue know. it's on the nose. It's like Lafroig. 
on the on the palate, it's like Lagavulin, and on the uh, aftertaste and on the uh, finish, finish, it's, 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 like it's kind of like Talisker because it's got that spiciness ah, on your on your, you get on your all tongue. Three in one. Wow. So I, I have to say, I'm, I'm now seeing exactly what Bam was saying. I think for me, it took the third sip. And what Pagoda was saying, yeah, you do get a bite mm-hmm. in the back of your throat when you have this. So I, this is where this is in like stark contrast. And, and mind you, what, this is 10 years, right? 12. 12. 12 years, yeah. Uh, Lagavulin 16, 16 that we like has got obviously some more age on it. Lagavulin 16, neat. You can drink very easily. Sure. It's so smooth. Mm-hmm. This does have a little bit of a bite. So I'm going to add some ice. I think yeah. it needs it, but I'm yeah. now getting what you guys were saying. Yeah, I, makes I, sense. I, I would, makes I would sense. challenge the, the group to come back to that analogy of, of, uh, on the nose, Lafroig. On the palate, Lagavulin. And then on the finish, you've got I, like I get that spice from that's a Talisker very, that's on what, my tongue. Yeah. Literally just read my mind. The spice on the finish is very Talisker. Yeah, that's I agree. True. Yeah, that's what I remember. It's like winter spices, cinnamony almost. Yeah, yeah. to a degree. If, if I may, that, if uh, I would, I happen to love the smoky nature of the spirit itself. That's actually quite delicious, and it's really interesting. And it, I think it pairs. Not, that that part of it pairs great with the cigar, but the experience as it goes down, but it's the absolute finish is where I get to actually experience the deliciousness of this thing. I, I, the absolute finish. Well, let's down. pass around some ice. I yeah, think we may need that. Yeah, I think with so ice, I'll, I'll tell you what the, the the thing that Puba said regarding the the retro hail. Oh, he's it really right. elevates the smokiness. Oh, sure. Give it a try. Like sure. that, you, you really get like a a a, a face full of smoke. So I've got to say the ice. It makes a world of difference. I haven't tried the it. Yet. Ice is actually like it's kind of brought it together. It's even got like a little creaminess to me now on the mm. finish, which now pairs well with this cigar. Oh, it is really I'm, nice with ice. I'm I'm very happy right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the bottle looks like Lagavulin. Yeah, well it's yeah. a it's a sister distillery to Lagavulin. Yeah. Yeah. And Grinder, I know you know a little bit more about this than most of us do. Um, as you know, and to tee this up. Well, it's, as it's, you go it's, into this, it's, but... uh, this kind of scotch is near and dear in my heart. It's my favorite, you know, aside from the sherry cask, Macallan trope, <laughs> if you want to call it a trope, that th- th- when I first really started getting into to scotch whiskey, I got into Lagavulin first. And that kind of set my palate because I was also smoking cigars. I was like, oh, this is the smoky profile. And it just fit for me. And I really loved it. And I was, it was, you know, um, when you start making money in the city and you can buy yourself a bottle of Lagavulin, it was like a big moment for me. The um, this particular distillery is from Ile. Now Ile is is famous for the peat bogs where they have you know a tremendous amount of moss peat bogs that they use to help with the fermentation and the and generally applying some of that smoky peatiness to the the process as they're as they're charring and and you know. Uh, toasting some of the the hops and the, and barley and stuff, right? So that's where that comes from. Um, and a lot of the distilleries in this region have that element. So we, we're talking about very traditional Ile Scotch, uh, Lagavulin, Lafroig, Talisker. Calila has been around just as long as all of them, but they've kind of transformed over the years and have adapted to the to the to the industry, right? So they had a very traditional. Um, Ile scotch that had those elements of, of peatiness and smokiness, but then they were also doing a lot of um, uh, blending and not the single malt scotch trend had never really caught on. So they did a lot of back work for Diageo, which then bought them. <laughs> and, you know, they were as a distillery, Kalila was also doing work with uh, 
you know, blending Johnny Walker, frankly. Uh, so they did, they've done a lot of different kind of machinations of the product. It wasn't always just Elay PD scotch. They did a Highland scotch at one point, which was very popular. And then, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, ascended into the Elay uh, moniker and developed a lot more of those PD scotches. And that's what we, that's what we're drinking today. Um, and, uh, I, I I love that flavor profile of PD Scotch. I, as, as Senator mentioned, I, I actually never drink any of this Scotch without ice, and maybe that's mm -hmm. why, you know, I'm so apt to enjoy it because I'm quickly hitting those rounded out flavor profiles. It's not as harsh, um, and I always love the difference of the delta between the nose, which I love that nose, like the the nose on a Kalila, on a on even on a Lafroig, which is a little medicine-y. That's why those bottles are green is because they used to fake them as medicine bottles during the prohibition. Um, but that's, you know, I like that thing on the nose and then it goes down so much smooth. You're not expecting that. And that Delta is, a, is quite an experience for me. What's interesting is once you put the ice in and it sits for a bit, it actually gets sweeter for me. There's a sweetness to this, which I didn't get prior to the ice. It's it's, it's really working for me with the ice. It's quite delicious. I would echo that sentiment. Oh, um, dude. And I, I would echo that sentiment hundred percent. I'd mm. also echo uh senator sentiment as well with the caramel notes that he's talking about so i'm gonna actually i'm gonna walk back yeah uh i think we all what are. i think what, what i said initially as in terms of the pairing because what's happening now i'm noticing i'm observing that the cigar is actually becoming it's building in flavor and it's and it's developing in a way that's actually it's it's pairing up quite nicely with the scotch opened up and i guess the cigar warming up and toasting up that uh it's marrying up i i taste in my observation significantly better mm -hmm. as as we're coming to the second third i'm i'm feeling the same way and I, I feel like there's something that's really working with the scotch here on top of the ice and that for me there's a i don't want to use the word uh licorice it's more like an anise a slight Anise. anise is coming in. I anise. totally yeah, agree with you. Totally it's, agree. It's just a little, little bit. Which I enjoy. I like that. Just, See, I normally the, don't, cigar, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, with, with the, the cigar. cigar. Yeah. I think you're. I think that's a, a that that's a accurate observation. Uh, and I, I think I've noticed that actually in other Millennium blends that there's a little bit, not quite as pronounced as it is here, but there is a little bit of that. You can pick that up. Mm -hmm. That kind of black licorice yeah. anise. Oh yeah. I will say the only thing for me with the pairing. I don't think it was a bad pairing by any stretch, but the one complaint I have, the thing I'm having a little bit of a hard time with, with a more straightforward cigar, I like a scotch or a spirit that is as flavorful as this is, but I'll be honest, like the amount of peat in this and some of the other flavors going on, like I'm really having to fight mentally to pick out what I'm getting in this cigar because, I mean, a lot of what's on my palate is just dominated by the flavors of this This scotch. is an expert test. Well, so it is, Senator. I will just say, like, in some ways, I do think there's a little bit of a clash because, like, I'm losing some of the fruit notes that I was getting in this cigar. I'm, like, trying to pick them out because my palate is so the heavily... The finish is long. One thing it's a I long, is. It's a very it long is. finish. It is a long finish, and you're not wrong. It's kind of like I'm saying it's coming. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's coming together better, but is it like a perfect marriage? I would say, you know, probably yeah. not. And the reason I say that, like the Millennium Pyramid, because I think that's a little more straightforward in terms of the flavor profile. Very straightforward. It's easy yeah. to pick up what you're getting, and so this wouldn't clash that much at all for me. It's just with this, there's this nice complexity, and I want to be able to parse out every little note, and then I have so much flavor from the scotch. So that's the only thing I would I say. I do find if you, after you take your sip, you've got to wait a little bit 
for it to dissipate before you draw your cigar. But that works for the Lancero because you need to smoke this slowly. I, yeah, it I, does. I'm having a wonderful time. You've got to wait with this scotch, and I don't. You know, I I I don't think the long finish is in, is inhibiting any of the flavor that I'm getting from the cigar. It's still enveloping my mouth. It's still coating it with this delicious concentrated flavor of a millennium, and um, I think it 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 it, it combats nicely uh, with the flavor profile of the long finish. Um, but you have, you still have to find it, but it's, it's, yeah, but, I just, I just want no combat. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a little bit of a wrestling match. This is the lizard, SA, the lizard <laughs> SATs tonight. But, so but that's, but see, but I think that's interesting, but that's what's makes, well, everyone's that's SATs, what makes it interesting. lizard WrestleMania. <laughs> it's just a WrestleMania. That's right. I, every, every, everyone's different, right? That's, everyone's different. Do you, do you think it would, it would go better with the late hour? It's a much I, I personally Ooh. think this mm. would pair would. phenomenally. That, that is or, that's a or great, a great idea. I, that's a a great idea. I think a late hour Lancero. Yes, Davidoff. We yes. need a late hour Lancero. We don't know what that is. Or a Padron 90th. Oh, that'd be good too. Oh, well, yeah. well, for breakfast, certainly. maybe for breakfast. <laughs> for you, with some eggs yeah. on the rooftop. I, 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 so I'm of the belief that this scotch would pair well with anything because I have a strong bias. Mm. So you do. Yes, you do. The other thing I wanted to say. Uh, that really just it, it kind of hits me when Grinder's talking about the history of this thing and uh, seeing that you know as we're as we're looking at the uh, at the Scotch coming into the episode that they were founded in 1846, which is like so inconceivable that it's like pre Civil War here in the states. Like it's so long ago. Like it's it's you know in the early days of the United States they started producing at this distillery. Like that's crazy. To that's me. awesome. That's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, that, that, that time period was when a lot of these distilleries kind of It's just amazing. Grew up though. Yeah, just amazing how I'm just saying how young the United States like it just makes me think about yeah. the fact that this is in 1846. Pretty cool. You're going through your Lancero quick. Well, people boy. have been drinking for a long time. I think mm -hmm. I'm just happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> so boys, this is a fantastic cigar. You know, one thing about Davidoff, every time you pick up a Davidoff. No matter what Davidoff it is, you know you're going to get a quality product. Absolutely. You know it's going to draw well. You're not going to have any issues. Yeah. If you go back to there's that. There's only, only there's one, one exception, <laughs> and it's the anything in a Toro that they make, particularly yeah. the Millennium, ironically, we're smoking. Well, Senator actually, is absolutely correct. I would, so issues, it burns horribly. Yeah. On that on the topic, horribly. may I? They have a Nicaraguan uh, box press Toro, which is phenomenal. Hmm. And it's not a very traditional size Toro. It's a little thinner and it's a little shorter and it is excellent cigar. And mm. we should review that. Cigar. I've had the reason it. that works. I've had that, but that's so, a different animal than what I think we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah it's box press. That's Nicaraguan, it. but I've had that and you're not wrong. Yeah. Are you're you totally right about talking that. about the millennium? Yeah. Uh, Toro. I mean, I just say that, yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone in this room yeah. knows this, right? Like we were members of a, a lounge and, Every year, the Christmas gift to the members was a five-pack of Davidoff Millennium Toros. Right. Not the pyramids we love, not the Robustos we'd be happy with, not even the Petit Coronas that are great, but the fucking Toro. Yeah. And it, every time, they would burn horribly. Yeah. I'd sit there watching other guys smoking it, saying, like, am I doing something wrong? And the thing is just so uneven. You're constantly touching it up. For some reason, I just don't think that Vitola is there. It, it was Bush League. If, it. Yeah, it is. That's right. It was if Bush the, League. It was Bush League. We'd get those gifts. Remember, we'd get them in our locker. We'd get the gift in our locker. And then we'd smoke one. And, and I'd look at Senator and he'd go, and he would just have that look in his face where he, he, he takes his lips and he puts them together with... 
like that, like frustrated face, like, <laughs> like that, and then he, then the head starts to shake back and forth. Yeah, that's there's right. not there's, there's there's no words, and he's just like, and 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 the disdain would just and disappointment yeah. would set in, and 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 it's you know true. we yeah. all agreed it was like the th- you know what I it would I remember I was smoking one on my, by myself once, and I remember just ditching it. And sure. I, and I, because I would ditch that cigar. Right I mean, in the lake. I, it went the right only, in the lake. It's the only Davidoff I'd ever ditch. And I remember I'm sitting there and it, and it heated like for what, like you try and get combustion out of it in the, it would heat up so much. We'd get almost like, um, uh, a tunnel. It, no, 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 not a tunnel. The opposite. It would just, uh, uh like a it, cherry. It, yeah. It would, it would get so hot and carbonized basically. Uh-huh. It was like carbon. It it's was like true. smoking carbon. Right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, this is, sh- this is S H I T. This is no good. No. I'm putting this down. I can't believe I'm like putting a Davidoff down due to performance. It's yeah. like the it's only like a $30 one ever. cigar. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's the only it's, one ever. It's embarrassing. If you go back to that episode, we talked about how the notes in the, in the pyramid, you don't realize that in a Toro at all. It's a completely different cigar. I, I this, this same cigar, this cigar right now, by the way, is yeah, is it's, so good. It's really it's, it's, it's gotten better in my opinion. Like, oh, way better. Oh gosh, it's not so that good. it was bad ever. It's just it's even excellent. better than it was before. I will say the only thing that is a little frustrating when you're smoking a Lancero, you, you usually can't hold the ash too long with a no. Lancero, and I'm never tempted to do that. But the irony, like with this being a Millennium. That Millennium Pyramid, it dude, holds, man. It will hold ash like you cannot imagine. It yeah. is some of my favorite cigar photos. Yeah, just to look at is just a Millennium Pyramid burning because half of it could be just ash, ash. and it holds on perfectly. And you're almost tempted to do this. And I was laughing earlier because poor Bam, is, I think <laughs> you have to bring to, that up. <laughs> was trying to do that. It went all over his pants. I mean, it just that's that's the one thing with Lanceros. I wish the ash could just hold this on. This is true. This is true. A little bit of accountability there, Bam. Thanks, guys. Again, we got to go through that. No. So I do. Uh, we have a couple things we want to talk about tonight, but I do have something I need to share with the lizards. We might consider it urgent business. As this listener did, I want to read an email. I thought you were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's a boy. It was going that way. It's going that way for a second. All right, so we got an email from a lizard. He says a Bostonian lizard. Didn't even sign his name. Oh boy. And the subject was accountability hour. Oh fuck me. And it says lizards. It is with a heavy heart I write this message. I feel as if an accountability hour, accountability hour is in dire need. It's recently come to my attention that a certain lizard is without a tower and that this condition was self-inflicted. Now, one would think that as a seasoned lizard such as Rooster would not so carelessly sell his tower without first procuring a replacement. Yeah. When I- <laughs> yeah. I love, by the way, <laughs> why I love this email so much is he touches on so many things we talk about. When I imagine a connoisseur corner, in quotes, the aroma of rich mahogany and leather-bound books comes to mind. I can almost smell the cedar and tobacco. The last thing I would picture is the sight of a three-for-one Costco Tupperware stacked to the ceiling with the aroma of Target Kitchen's goods permeating the air. Okay, I'm sorry. Gizmo wrote this. (laughs) I swear to God, I did it. That's the best part. I swear to God, I didn't. I've been waiting. Is this the the intern in Boston? No. I've been sitting on this email for two weeks. 
Uh, I would normally would give someone who has the ability of choking out a raccoon with his bare hands a wide berth. <laughs> but imagine my dismay upon learning about Rooster's predicament. For the amount of flack that Bam got for quote unquote seasoning his tower yeah. for nine months and yeah. then proceeding to fill it with the entire Habanos essay yeah. catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would expect a similar yeah. level of response to this issue. Yeah. So my proposal is this a charity will be founded called Lizards Without Towers, <laughs> where we will provide towers. <laughs> <laughs> where we will provide towers on loan to storageless lizards around the world. Storageless lizards. <laughs> the insidious nature of Tupperware addiction is something that afflicts thousands of lizards across the globe, oh. and it needs to be addressed, starting with Rooster. Does I he need a copywriting job? Uh, this is amazing. Because <laughs> I can get him one. I'm telling you, I was, I've been sitting on this email for weeks. I did not share it with you guys for this moment. I propose that this charitable endeavor is funded in part by a limited edition sale of Got Storage? question mark T-shirts that should tempor temporarily replace the Got Twang shirts currently available for purchase in the Lounge Lizard store. In conclusion, I hope this matter can be addressed in a timely fashion and that the Connie Corner can come back <laughs> this guy to is, its is, full glory. This guy is already wow. a legendary lizard in the books. I mean, wow. Let's I don't know what is to say. Is that not one of the best emails that we've ever gotten? I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think that I think that I, well <laughs> you you have been giving him some information. No, he no, hasn't. I have never no. talked about it. We have talked about yes, this on the podcast. All right. All right. So June thirtieth, it gets delivered. It's hot. Get accountable. Get and, accountable. And, get accountable. And, <laughs> you, I just did. you. I just did. I sold the tower, but, but I was waiting for Giza's tower. I wanted to I wanted to see it. But why did you sell it so you, why so, did you sell it so quickly? Because the price was right. Price so was let right. me let me understand something. So yeah. you have 20-year-old cigars in plastic right now. Plastic containers. Yeah, I do. It's that's totally fine. It's a sin. Not really. Why not. is it a sin? You had it for 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> While it, you had the tower in the garage. No, it's perfect. I just fine. I just love perfectly the fine. amount of different like little <laughs> things over all these episodes that this lizard pulled together. Very well written. By the way, he says, P.S. I love the show. The camaraderie and the friendships you guys have is truly remarkable. You are doing the lizard's work. Also, Rooster, you're one of my favorites, so please don't wring my neck. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. a great email. Send me your address. <laughs> that's that's is a great it chat GPD. We have the best listeners, man. Rooster has some dead raccoons he needs to send somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? So yeah. You, okay, so you have the new Vigilant Tower, the same one that I have. So I ordered it, actually, after the day you got it. Literally, I think a day or two after you set it up, I came to your place. I said, I wanted to see it because I was in a dilemma whether to get the glass front or not. Yep. So I wanted to see the color. I wanted to see the hardware on it. I wanted to see the glass, the lighting, all of that stuff. Mm. And after I saw that, I placed the order. But Vigilant is a kind of a company. Every single piece is custom made. It's, yeah, they don't have stock. It's like, you know, they don't have stock. And yep. they're not really responsive with emails. It takes a while to get. Is, is it a two-man company? It might be. It might be a one-woman company. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it took a while, but finally, I you know the order was placed back in whatever January, February, I guess whenever you got. Yeah, yours. I got mine in January. So. January, so. I'd love to come and help You're you. You're all You're too lenient on <laughs> This is not an accountability hour. <laughs> this you, is Bam's out for blood. This is nothing. So the other thing I want to say too, uh, with amazing listeners, is actually the Cal Isla that we're drinking tonight was sent to us by Lizard Matt. One of our listeners sent this scotch Thank you, to Matt. us. Matt, you're the um, man. Very, very kind. So, you know, we love the listeners, man. We don't, uh, we don't take it well, for granted. What was this listener's name? Uh, Bostonian Lizard. He did not want to uh, <laughs> reveal his name. 
for Every, fear of retribution. As, by the way, as a true <laughs> as a true lizard, anonymity anonymity is important. Is you know part of I, our DNA. I, oh yeah, I, I would like his, <laughs> I would like his address so I can send him my used Tupperware. <laughs> I'm sure the aroma the well, would be great. The well-seasoned Tupperware. He's just another reptilian in the wild. Yeah. Exactly. It, doesn't that say something about like what it means to have a cigar? Is that you're not there for a grandiose exposure. You're not there to be on a stage. You're there to settle in and be with other people. In some anonymity, you know, you, you want to be anonymous, but you, you're not. It's not about you. It's not, it's just about enjoying the moment. Yeah. I think that's that that is a micro. That is like a an analogy. You know, to to how we view this whole eth- this whole well, you know, cigar lifestyle. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, had it not been for the great equalizer, as we as Senator and we've uh, we've called it so many times, in our hand, most of us probably wouldn't even have met. We would have never met had of it course. not been for cigars, because That's we're exactly in right. such different corners of the world, professionally, yeah. family, where we live. This would have never come together had it not been for this. Exactly. And what I find is, even on a Zoom the other day. I'm meeting wonderful people from around the world that I would have never connected with, and I'm having great conversations. Yeah, it's a common denominator. Sure, it's true. Is. I yeah. mean, you're saying that we live in five different towns. Yeah, this group of seven. Yeah, yeah, five different towns, right? And they're not like neighboring towns, right? No, some of them are. Some are, but not all. Yeah, <laughs> not most. You're right. <sighs> yeah. So, boys, we're about halfway through here on the Davidoff Millennium Lancero. It's, it's what do you think? Quite delicious. I'm loving it. You know, one habit I picked up from you, Giz, is taking the aroma at the at the burn line. It's, I can't get enough of it. Actually, I it, find the aroma on this to be a little buttery, Ben. I agree. And a little, I hate to use the word sweet, but there's a sweetness in the smoke. Ro- Rooster yeah. does that a lot. It's awesome. Rooster's I've been doing it. He's, he's a waft forever. <laughs> well, he's been smoking since 1910. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, that's true. Abuelo. <laughs> Abuelo's right. <laughs> he, had his, he had his first cigar with George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> It is one way to uh, trim your nose hair. I'm coming over to choke you right now. <laughs> so speaking of how we met, not that we need to do a big deep dive on it, but um, we had a listener ask us, you know, how did the lizards meet? You know, we went on episode three, we went, Pooba went through how we got the lizard names, but I don't know if we've ever gone through how we all met. Yeah. Can I no, start we, this? we all met at one place. Yeah. yeah one we place. did. But it was yeah. all in stages. It that's in stages. that's kind of the true. coolest part of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the guys here who knew each other First. the longest would well, be. I was, I was there the longest. I, I mean, I joined that place right when they opened up, right. maybe a month or two later. 1940s. Bam, Bam was. <laughs> Bam was next. Post, I, I post Bam when was you got back next. from the war, <laughs> <laughs> you needed to smoke Disatel. <laughs> it's very rare we go in on roosters. Readjusting, so I'm this is true. This Readjusting is true. to civilian life. <laughs> you rotated you, back to the world. I, you and Bam would have met first yeah. at that lounge. I think right. we've known each other the longest. I think. Yeah. And how did that happen? Actually, I'm not even sure I know the full story. How did you guys meet at the lounge? Well, can you imagine Bam walking in and you don't like you know? I mean. He's very so dapper. He's got a presence. So da- <laughs> yeah, he's got a presence. He says hello to everyone, and very me and him gregarious. just hit it off. Right oh, away. you mean some magnetic? We, we, yeah, right we right actually on. talked about recycling tires. That was the that's first. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We almost went into business together. Yeah, yeah. We were true. gonna do that. Ben, we ben was, ben do was a, very well a mobile, uh, at that lounge. What was that? <laughs> Thank we're you. gonna do something. Thank you. Thank some you. kind of a mobile mobile van to. To, uh, yeah, I was going to. Call, we were going to call it the Mobile Man. Mobile Man. <laughs> you can have a cigar, get a haircut, and have a shirt made for That's you. Awesome. Ooh. Right at your in your driveway. Wow. Untuck yeah. it. Yeah. So, so these were all great conversations that we had <laughs> at that at that lounge over cigars. And right. Nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing oh, they didn't panned. fall in love. Nothing uh. panned. 
And so after you guys cool. met, then you would have met Grinder, right? And uh, then, yes. Uh, yeah. Grinder next. And Grinder was there. And Grinder, the biggest thing with Grinder was he was like, who's sitting here? Yeah, he's got the laptop. Grinder. His equipment. Whose laptop is that? That's Grinder's. <laughs> so, so he would he would work at the lounge. But he, and he knew would spend the whole day. There. Yeah, but he knew how to spread out. Uh, yeah, and but take he was he was he was working. He was on his call, and he was yes. you know, I was grinding. He yeah, was you grinding. Were. He was grinding away. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And uh, I guess the next person had a, had that, a lot of a lot of good conversations with Rooster. Late yeah, we night, did. Uh, we did conversations with Rooster, which really for me, I'm a you know, I I don't I don't open up as easy, but in those moments, we I think that solidified did. my friendship with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it takes alcohol. Night. <laughs> I cigar. think I, I there for- were some of those nights. <laughs> <laughs> I forced my way into friendship with Grinder. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just jumped right I, into what I, you were I doing. I have layers. <laughs> <laughs> so then you were next, right, Senator? Senator? Was yeah, next. I met uh, Rooster and Bam first, ironically, because uh, Grinder was traveling a lot. As was I, but uh, not as much as he was. And uh, I met these two guys, and I, I still remember. It was one of the two of you who I'm, like, sitting there smoking a Padron Exclusivo, my favorite stick. And one of these guys just goes, do you only smoke Padrones? I asked you that. It was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did. He, he because literally... <laughs> every time I walked in, all he had in his hand was an Exclusivo. Yeah. And honestly, if you have to start off, that's an excellent way to start off. That's a good way to Come start. Oh, good I way just, to finish. I mean, I mean, all these years later, it's still my. F- I, I love that cigar. And then would be Puba, Puba, who I first met at the lounge. I think before the full group, and uh, I think similar uh, career uh, career experience, uh, talking a lot about uh, marketing and advertising and cigars. Didn't uh, Puba and uh, well, yeah, Gizmo kind of joined the lounge at the same time. I th- I feel like it's possible, but I feel like I was I about a like month Gizman, or two after. Yes, yeah, that's right. Was started right. to make his way in after. Um, I think he joined in after October. that. I was yeah, very, con- I was very confused. Well, I c- I connected with Senator immediately, uh, and I was like, "This is an interesting guy," you know. Um, we had similar careers, uh, uh, you know, marketing, consulting, things like that, and. I'm like, this is a smart guy, you know, been around. He's interesting to talk to. He's all right. Um, but there was this. There no, was, no one's asking you. <laughs> but there was. Um, I'll turn off and, my and mic. Then, and then, and then, of course, of course, of course, Rooster was around a lot. Um, Bam was, but not not as much. not as much. In fact, at the time that Puba I was first, was a rumor for me for a little while. You were a rumor for me for a long time. And then I met you, and I met. And I met uh, Puba yeah. after a little bit. But, but there was an interesting, the point I was getting at was there was a very interesting, so I'm feeling things out now. You you, you got to, you know, put yourself in the situation where it's like, you know, at this point, we're just acquaintances. Yeah. You know, we're acquaintances. We're, we're not, not we're not even, we're not to close acquaintances yeah. yet. And we're not friends yet. We're just running into each other. We're just doing a thing. Right. So like, there's this odd juxtaposition of senator and this other member that that was so strange it, and it took me i'd say a good good four months to actually f- start to figure it out where i, I i'd get senator alone and i i i'd say hey, like what what is going on with it wasn't this guy, guy. this guy who was <laughs> attached at his hip at all at all times now as an outsider looking in i'm thinking i'm thinking he's like 
best friends with this guy. At least that's outwardly from an outsider looking in. And I'm saying, I don't see how this relationship yeah. is possible, feasible, and, no. and my in, response in any was, sort of reality. My, my response was basically, this is the tolerated idiot at the lounge. Uh, right. The, the village idiot. Right. And I think you were trying to save him in a way. I was. I mean, we all were. I mean, this is this was the problem. So we, Wait, we you had, called me an idiot. We had, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was very. But as an out, as somebody looking in, as a, just an acquaintance, it was very strange. So th this was the challenge. We we had a a difficult member at the lounge that not a lot of folks really connected with or got along with, and he was there a lot. And all of us would sit there, kind of in frustration. And I think we finally realized, like, okay, if if he's going to be here and is not going to be kicked out of here, the only way to make this better is to try to change him, to mm -hmm. just kind of bring him into the fold, and maybe he'll become kind of a lizard. Mold him, mold him exactly. <laughs> I think we've obviously learned we failed at that, but that was that that attempt started right when I met Puba, and so Puba's sitting there like he couldn't how, compute how it. How does this? <laughs> it wasn't. How does this work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, it was the same for me. Yeah, when I joined. That's right. Yeah. Same exact thing. I'm sitting there having an awkward conversation with this guy, and Senator's also there, and I'm like, there's no way this guy is friends with Senator, <laughs> the other guy. There's no way that this is working. <laughs> but right in your mind, you're saying that, but like outwardly, it's not what it's, it's not. It's acceptance. It's, it, well, right, here it's now. not what it appears to be. So yeah. that was confusing, but that got sorted, thank God. Yeah, I, um, I remember but, when Gizmo joined. I, I was well, about that, to say something. I, I was the first to meet Gizmo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't meet him for a while, but what I liked about your demeanor, you didn't try to take over a conversation. You were very cool, yeah. casual, it, relaxed. You were a great foil to uh, this, uh, that yeah. other guy we were talking about. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you're the I, diametric opposite of that. What <laughs> I will say about Gizmo, yeah. so I was the first to meet Gizmo. I was there on an afternoon. And I would work there kind of like Grinder. we were talking about would do the same. And uh, Gizmo walks in. And my immediate take on Gizmo, this is one of the most polite, nicest people mm -hmm. I've ever encountered. I, like, was literally stunned. And, like, sure. no bullshit, no appearances, like, very transparent. And Gizmo walks in like he just joins, and you have a, a, a cigar credit you get at this place. Like an allotment type thing. Exactly. And so Gizmo comes up with these cigars, and I'm sitting there smoking a Padron. And um, I said to Gizmo, like, you would know, you like a chocolate? Chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God at that time he didn't do that. Honestly, that would have soured him for me. A I missed. Bit. <laughs> I missed those chocolates. I missed the chocolate. I've had so, a few. Thanks, Ben. And so Gizmo, Gizmo sits down next to me and Bouchard era. Bouchard uh, <laughs> era. <laughs> it was awesome. And um, we start chatting a little bit, and I said, "Oh, you know what? What do you like?" And what I really respected about him, like he didn't make any allusions to start. He wasn't like, oh, well, I smoke a lot of cigars. This is what I smoke. He's like, honestly, I probably consider myself a novice cigar smoker. Like, you know, here's what I what I got downstairs, what I normally smoke. And I said, have you had a Padron before? And he says, no. And I said, all right, just give me a second. And anyone that knows me, again, if I'm going to share a cigar, I, I think it's a, uh, someone who's worth sharing something with. So I go to my locker. I bring him an Exclusivo. And Gizmo takes a few puffs of this cigar and the look on his face, I'll never forget. It was just like the whole world was open to him. It was, uh, it was Opie. <laughs> it was Wait, Opie. Did he not go down, sis, and return? Well, that, that's where I'm going. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Right. I just looked at him. I said, I think I fucked up. Yeah. So literally, that's what he says to me. He's like, I think I fucked up. He's I like, this. after smoking this cigar, he's like, I don't want any of the stuff I just bought. I said, don't worry about it. Go downstairs. They'll take it say, Senator gave you a Padron, and now you're hooked on Padron, and you want to exchange everything you bought that's I right. remember Drones, that. I feel like I was there more. for that. You I might have there. been. You I, been. I, I was there for that. I remember there. that. He literally goes downstairs, and this yeah. is how I knew he was a lizard, exchanges everything he just bought 
and just buys Padrones. And we've been this. friends ever since. Dude, I, I remember I this. The... He came up with like a, uh, uh, he came up with the package. He came up yeah. with the, you know, the little bag. You, know, the bag. you know, that was a graduation for you at that moment. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I remember when, before Gizmo joined, every time I would walk into the lounge, every single person would say, you have to meet this guy, Gizmo. Mm. He is great. You're going to love him. Every single person, every nice. single member at the lounge said that about you. That's the first is, time I'm he, hearing it. This he, is he new paid, information. He paid them in chocolates. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Bouchard chocolates so for, with dividends. For the, for the listener, I'm not sure exactly when this started, but Gizmo would start coming into the lounge with this giant Costco bag of Bouchard chocolates that he liked to enjoy while he was smoking a cigar. And I mean, he'd be sitting there just tossing chocolates around like Willy Walk. It was it was so funny to everybody in the lounge. So he very quickly ingratiated himself. So the very interesting, the kind of interesting thing about this this somewhat odd habit that he developed um, was was that in reality, I well, you were. You were eating such copious amounts of chocolate while smoking cigars that it was part of your repertoire, but you would give them out and you'd go, you know, sometimes you're like, sure, like I'll have a chocolate because one, you don't want to be rude and it's also chocolate. I mean, yeah. it's, it doesn't taste bad. You know, it's good. So you taste the chocolate and I go, <laughs> I remember a couple times going, you know what? That actually pairs pretty well with the cigar. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. It and did. We, it, it did. And so, uh. There, I guess there is some merit to chocolate in cigars. I think oh, there's yeah. been some tastings, and I've seen stuff in Raspberry cigar fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it it wasn't yeah. bad. The funny thing, it is, wasn't bad having chocolate with cigars. It was the of, amount of it was the yeah. it was the copious amounts of and chocolate. the frequency. Oh, and yeah. the frequency. I mean, he rolled it every day with his bag of chocolate. It was unbelievable. Now, the funny thing is, most of the members appreciated it. However, the proprietor of the oh, lounge no. did not appreciate it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and we're very angry if they would see a Bouchard chocolate wrapper in an ashtray That's somewhere. Right. That's so this right. became like a big rub. Yep. Oh, yeah. They had a problem yeah. with everything. Everything. It couldn't. It tells it, you it, it, a lot it, about them. There, yeah, there was there was problems with everything. And it, <laughs> and, and the, the preoccupation with the, the proprietor's behavior almost oh. became... It, it became really like like too dominant like sure. in our lives. It was like it was like controlling. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was yeah. like controlling our lives. So we were safe. like, I'm out. It was it's like 1984, to, like the Puppet Master. It's right. safe to say the element of hospitality evaporated there. Very Completely agree. Yeah, Very it, it evaporated. Which especially, then brings us, especially as we all started collectively getting together. But yeah. go ahead and. Which then brings us to our last lizard that was brought into the fold. And I felt bad because this was right at the point at which yeah. we started to have a very contentious relationship with management as Booba likes to right. say. <laughs> and, contentious and, is very mild. <laughs> and so enter Pagoda, who I think meant rooster first. That's right. That's true. That's right. So I, I was at the lounge. I think it was an afternoon, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. And we used to sit by that fireplace, right? So that's where all the members used to sit. And Pagoda was sitting in the corner, and I smoked a cigar. And when I'm done, I'm walking out, out, out the door, and I just look from, from the corner of my eye. I see this guy sitting there in the corner. I'm like, he's, he looks Indian. <laughs> <laughs> really? A good-looking good Indian. Good oh, yeah. Very attractive Indian, good-looking, <laughs> handsome Indian boy uh, sitting, sitting alone. Dare I say Bollywood material. <laughs> Indian boy. 
So I, you know, I introduced myself and uh, we started chatting for a little bit. I said, you know, where do you live? He goes, Richwood. I'm like, so how come you've never been here? It's mm. like, I don't know. It just, you know, I came one day and I've been thinking about joining a lounge. I said, yeah, you should join this lounge. This is, I mean, it's right in town. It's a beautiful spot. And I think he might have even joined like the very same day. Yeah, and, uh, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah I, I had a similar experience. I walked up in and I, 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 I saw a pagoda and I asked him if he was single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, a joke. Uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm kid. I kid. And that British accent, I was like, oh, I, was, yeah. I was in love. It was Ooh, love, love at first sight. <laughs> the funny thing, the funny very thing exotic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh, my, oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. <laughs> he looked at me and he goes, I said, Are you single? He goes, As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> Do you want some fish and chips? <laughs> The funny thing with Pagoda, so I was there when Rooster first met him. And so after they chatted, we started chatting a little bit and we found out that like both of us lived in DC for a period of time. So we were connecting on that. And when I really knew Pagoda was a lizard was, let's say a few days later, Pagoda joins the lounge. He's at the lounge and he brings everything to make Manhattans. Oh, cool. Mm. I wasn't there for that. And I, I was that. sitting there saying, that's a lizard move. Like, this isn't some bullshit kit. Oh, yeah, he had the orange peel and everything. Everything, everything to make a perfect Very Manhattan. Detailed. And he's basically bartending. He's like, do you want a Manhattan? Do you want a drink? And I was like, this guy's going to fit in mm -hmm. perfectly here. So I was the last to meet Pagoda. Um, we met. Very nice. We were... The so North, yes. Your imprint on me was at the North Lounge. Yeah, the North Lounge. If yeah. you guys remember, I think you were all oh, there. Oh, I know yep. this. Oh, dude. I was, you know, I'm exhausted. I think everyone was four or five cigars in. I just turn to him and say, are you done? And what does he say? I'm never done. I'm never done. <laughs> I'm never done. <laughs> I'm never done. That is the quintessential lizard phrase right there. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I found my, my conversations... Uh, there were times that we hung, that 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 we we hung out, like because yeah. you know where I'd come to the lounge, and and Pagoda would just be there, and sometimes you had a friend with you, one of your best friends, I forget yeah, his yeah. name, um, Danny, right, cool guy, and uh, I remember sitting with Pagoda and just kind of like and just talking to him and asking him questions about where like he grew Bitcoin. up. No, 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 no. Like I was very interested in like where he grew up about about his life and all this stuff and i re remember just walking away from these we had great conversations it was a great place to have a conversation it was, that it was. i remember yeah. the one night the, the three of us hung out and we drank so much um it was me my buddy and you yeah and we we talked about the city and every place it was like the conversation with senator's dad yeah we had talked about every place and we had kind of been to the same places oh, that's cool Albeit me years later. Right. And then we're thinking about how. Old, uh, I'm just kidding. Well, well, yeah, but it was also like, it's like we were like, oh my God, we're so old now. Yeah. Like we were talking about, and like, you know, um, like Angelo and Maxie's and Park Avalon and the Lemon. Mm, Park Avalon. And, and all those oh. places on Park Avenue South. And, uh, you know, all those all, joints, all, them, all, all those joints, right? Yeah, the Union Bar and all that shit. And like, and we're talking about it. Going, oh yeah, because I it was during it was kind of like pre-COVID, during COVID, it was pre-COVID in the beginning of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, 
Yeah, that's Hama. And we were just like, kind of like lamenting the the fact that you know everything was shut down. But it was very interesting. I remember yeah, walking away was, from the conversation, this, just saying, "This is an interesting guy." Yeah. Th this was back when we were smoking through our masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Did you did you join after COVID? No, after after I joined um, before? No, I joined the late um, after the summer of twenty. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was. So, after so the I joined of, it. So I think Puba joined in May or June of twenty. Mm -hmm. I joined in August of twenty, and I and think joined after, Pagoda yeah, joined in November. October. I was wondering why, like November. during COVID, when everything was shut down, these guys would come over to my place. And yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah, so. Pagoda. The same. That's mind. right. That's right. Yeah. Because that's right. We because met after. Because the 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 that's right, it's coming back to me. The <laughs> the I joined actually specifically because I was like. All the bars are shut down. Everything is done. Can't have a cigar anywhere. Yeah. You know, and my only, I was only really looking for actually a place for, for me to go. Get out of To the have house. a cigar and get out of the house and have a drink out of the house. Like Same, that's yeah. how it, desperate times it was, but ended up falling into um like this wonderful den. yeah this wonderful yeah, group of it, people yeah and, and we were going there a lot because guess what it was the only game in town that's all we did yeah that's true i mean yeah. this is when like literally like everything stopped the kind of world shut down and we're all sitting there like business owners whatever we're doing and like we don't know what's next and so we had a lot of free time i mean honestly like business grinded to a halt yeah. yeah. So we were at the lounge. Then when the lounge even closed for a bit, we were at Rooster's place, my place, and mm -hmm. we'd smoke cigars and and just kind of, you know, pass the time. Yeah. And what's interesting about the dynamic, I mean, this group kind of glued together really fast yep. and almost unintentionally before there was a text chain for any of that, certainly well before this podcast. But, it, it, you know, what's interesting uh, that I, I'd like to share with the listeners, the fact that the genesis for the podcast was the fact that we were having these conversations just without microphones and headphones. Right. Like we would sit down, we'd all we'd all probably smoke either the same cigar or similar, talk about it and then interject these other conversations. We were doing this 3 yeah. 4 times a week. And we would dissect the cigars as a group and that conversation was always enjoyable. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, no matter would, where we were. Personally, I would learn a lot from the discussions and I think we all learned from each other a little bit. Of course. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and at that time too, which was interesting, um, I think all of us, as collectively, were were exploring cigars outside of our comfort zone, and we were kind of like bringing different different things to the table, um, you know. Whether and it was there were. There was mostly D4s and Monty 2s in terms of Cubans that were being smoked, but there would this the, the group collectively as a group, we came together and it became this catalyst for um, and we were talking about this offline during the week, this catalyst for like sharing new cigars. And yeah. it was a very quick acceleration of where it was like, I'm getting this box, I'm gonna share it. I I had this car cigar, I'm gonna share it. I sourced this Cuban. I'm going to share it. And we, and we, and we began, you know, sharing things back and forth. And I, I, I mean, I remember examples, oh, well, maybe Bolivar isn't my favorite or something like that. And it's like, well, you know what, try this. And it was like, oh, well, you know what, maybe my mind has been changed. And then going back and forth with these things and, and, and saying, uh, 
and we were slowly gaining alignment around some of the things that we liked, particularly with with uh, with within the Habanos catalog. There was a huge exploration, like like an archaeological fucking dig. We all went. Do you down, know what I mean? We all went down the rabbit hole together. Well, that, 20, well, well, well that's, this is a funny thing. Very deep. This down is the, the funny thing. It's true. So lizards learn very quickly because <laughs> I mean, rooster. Bam, Grinder and I knew each other for at least a year before I had met uh, the, the rest of you guys. Mm -hmm. And we had started toward the tail end, like right when these guys joined, we started ordering Cubans together. It's so true. And it, the funny thing is- Go ahead. I have like, something to I say. I remember yeah. when I met, like, I mean, all these, honestly, I mean, obviously, you know, Giz was not even smoking New Worlds that I would normally smoke. And right. so like, this was like a crazy acceleration with him. And I remember even with Puba, he's like, well, where do you get real Cubans? And so I was telling him some of the sites that we were using. The funny thing is the pandemic hits and everybody's got a lot more time. And I would remember Puba would call me and he is down the YouTube vortex on yeah. Cubans. <laughs> like you couldn't YouTube. imagine. Oh yeah. yeah. But what was unbelievable, like in such a short, a short amount, amount of, time. of time. It's so true. Like Puba's telling me about certain cigars. I'm like, I have, I don't even know that existed. <laughs> and it was just like the, the, when I say lizards learn quickly, yeah, it was unbelievable. Gizmo, who hadn't been on Padrones yet at that point, right? And then you fast forward, he's starting to try Cubans, and now I mean, Gizmo arguably has the best collection here. You know, That's, at least yeah, one of the best. Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's yeah. Six cabs off I mean, Lucy's. It's insane. Eight, seven, eight, eight, eight. eight. seven so, and a half. And then it was like you know Pagoda, who like was like, well, I don't really smoke Cubans. And then we get him down this Cuban rabbit hole. Now yeah. he has a tower with Cubans full. Like, so that was it's unbelievable. That was a pinnacle moment for a lot of us. For me personally, I didn't even have an. That was the first time during that time period that I had an exclusivo. Yeah. Prior to that, I was a Padron Family Reserve guy, and then Senator handed me the exclusivo. It took me maybe a month, and I gravitated away from that ultra full flavor Family Reserve line to the exclusivo. And now that was for me a deep dive into Padron, but I refused at that time to smoke Cubans. And little by little, you would hand me a P2, Senator. Another guy in the lounge would hand me a Monty 2. I think someone else, I think Rooster. I mean, when Rooster got yeah, that box, yeah. can we just talk about this for a quick second? One, one quote, one little thing. That's when my world opened for regarding Cuban cigars dramatically. Yeah. And I really started to just listen to every word that all of you said. And that's you, where I learned a lot. Do you remember? So this was before some of the guys had joined the lounge. But Rooster, when you got, and bam, you might have bought this too. This is like one of my biggest regrets of not buying a box of cigars. Oh, I know what you're do talking about. Do you remember about. that Monte Cristo 85th, 85th anniversary yes. cigar? Yes. Oh, it boy. came in a black lacquer box. And a velvet case. Yes. And a velvet wrapping. <laughs> and Rooster bought a box of these. And he comes in the lounge and he sits down next to me. And he's like, Senator, you got to try this cigar. <laughs> it's really good. And I'm looking at it. It has a very light wrapper. I'm like, oh, it's probably too mild for me. I'm not going to enjoy that. <laughs> and I lit that up with him. And... Oh my gosh! I, it just yeah. totally yeah, expanded my really horizons, good. and That's I was right. smoking Cubans. I mean, you know, my wedding cigar was a Partagas D4 many years before I met any of the guys here. I loved Cuban cigars, but I my range in Cubans was not what it is now. No, and uh, for all of us, by the way, that was amazing. Yeah. I remember we all had a night. We went out to some restaurant and we were smoking that exact cigar. Yeah. Man was there. It was oh, incredible. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Beirut. No, but that's yeah. yeah. But that's oh, always yeah. been that's always been the idea of even all of us getting together, right? Uh, I think you, you uh, uh, got Gez into uh, the exclusive. Gez got me into the exclusive. Yeah, I, the exclusive and then, oh, train continued. And yeah. and you know, over a period of time, obviously, we graduated Cubans. And I used to smoke Cubans in London years ago. 
And obviously, sourcing was a problem here, so I never really even bothered with it. So I got into New World and I started enjoying the stronger flavors. But having said that, the idea really is that we are trying to do the same thing, right? We educated each other. We got everyone into the community. We are a community. We shared cigars. We learned through it. And now we want to bring it to the world because this is the only way we can try and impart, you know, our experiences, the education about cigars and the feeling and the enjoyment and the camaraderie that exists within the cigar community. You can go anywhere, any lounge in the world, and you're going to meet somebody and have a conversation. Yeah, it's great. Very well said. Very well said. Agreed. Totally. And and, and I think the the cool part of that journey – was that ex was the exploration look there are only so many cigars yeah. in the habana sase catalog there's only so many we've smoked a lot of cigars <laughs> we've smoked a lot of cigars right and, and and but that 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 like discovering like there were certain discoveries that were made along the way that were that were really awesome revolutionary like revolutionary to me like the e2s um, just by the, the way preview, they're coming up in a few com- episodes they're coming up in a few episodes but like there's certain cigars that are real standouts and yeah. I don't want to kill the E2 episode but I had those 2014s we smoked on my deck was that the best fucking E2 you've ever awesome. had in your life <laughs> was awesome. is it the best fucking E2 ever <laughs> like right like you know there's certain times where you know things everything kind of comes together or when we're smoking the Liguori Cabanas that 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 uh don't forget your source like there's certain cigars that they they they, they cut and you're or, like or like i mean even i mean the vegas urbana classic is an obvious one which like Puba sitting in my lounge hands me oh, one yeah, of these and yeah. i'm so skeptical and i'm like this guy asked me a mere months ago where to get cubans and he's now handing me this cigar. And Dude. so I don't know what to expect. And it, it was life-changing. Like a catalyst. It, it like actually, for this whole group, not life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest Rebellion Classicos was, I'm not even doing this because I happened to sort I fell into it, okay? Yeah. Let's face it. I, 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 I got it in a sampler um, and said, this is, I had a five-pack. And I go, this is unbelievable. So you fall into it. In other words, this archaeological dig, right? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh my, oh my, like try try this. You got to try this. And and but there's that was a big catalyst. But there's been many others too. Yeah. And, and I think that I, that's I remember, cool. I remember I one that's night cool. on Puba's deck. It was myself. This was a very late night. I think Rooster. And, oh, I remember this. Thing. Yeah, Rooster. I, and, mem- I remember hearing about this. Thing. Yeah, Rooster and Pagoda Giz. You got to leave the room. Um, you guys <laughs> left, and it was the three of us, myself, Senator, and Puba. And Puba brings out the box of oil double coronas. Okay. Remember no, that no, night? No, no, no. no. I was let's still let's there. tell <laughs> the real story. No, no, no. No, no, no. That, let's tell the real story. That, that is the real story. That no, was this, the, is, this is after the poker game, actually. Uh, yes, that night that we had a poker oh, yeah, game in too. town. Yeah, too. So Didn't I source that box you and you smoked yes. it without me? You yes. probably did. So yeah. that's the story I want to tell. It's a crime, but we committed it. And with the Hoyo double coronas? <laughs> no. No, I got that box and then you guys he smoked did, it without did. me. He got a 50 cab and we split it. Yeah. And then you guys smoked it without me on his on your deck. Yeah. So so Puba, Puba brings out the double <laughs> coronas. I was very angry. Dude, that was so that was a quintessential night for me as a lizard because I really got to experience that Cubans. I've never had that cigar before. That, I knew that was the same it. night that another cigar was smoked that we is now a staple. Half Corona. The Upman Half Corona that I shared with Bam Bam and he, and he bought them all. Another <laughs> fucking revelation. I'm telling you that I, I, that was an incredible. Can I night. just say something that you know for the listener who's 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 hearing this right now? 
I think the important takeaway, the most important thing about this is that A, number one, clearly we don't pretend to be experts. We're not experts. We're just a little further along the journey maybe than you are, or maybe not. Maybe you're further along than us. But I think the most important thing here is that through this community, and I'm seeing this, we're seeing this with lizards on social, in the email, in our DMs, on Instagram, people communicating with us, is just jumping into the rabbit hole with your group of friends, if you if you have them, or with us. Just starting to do this discovery process is such an eye-opening thing, and it changed everything about well, what our it does, experience. it leaves an imprint. Those experiences for me left an imprint that I'll never forget 100%. for the rest of my life. And yes. all it takes is one. Yeah. That's yeah, the absolutely. amazing part of it. Absolutely. All it takes yeah. is and one. And think about this. He f- So Puba found the Vegas Rubania Classical, gave it to you. Yeah. You guys turned Rooster onto it. I'm sitting at the lounge. I'll never forget the day. We talked about it on the Vegas Rubania Classical episode at the end of 22. Rooster walks in and gives it to me. That is the most monumental experience I've ever had with a cigar. And it's because of this latter experience yeah. through the lizards right. that any group of lizards out there can right. experience the same thing with these amazing cigars you That's find. the whole point of all That's this. The That's the whole point of all of this. Right. Yeah, you, you know what else happened? When we had Rabbi Ella on the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, from Friends of from, Habano. From FOH, Friends yep. of Habanos. Yep. So he talked about a cigar. It was the SLR Double Corona. Mm-hmm. Box date AEP07. Mm. And I forgot about it. I'm like, there's no there's no way I'll ever find that box. Right? And you probably maybe, maybe had I'm, three boxes and you didn't no, know. No, no, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> so so check this out. I mean, randomly, somebody on a on a group that Pooba actually introduced to us, and we are all we're all part of it. This guy reaches out to me. He goes, I listened to the pod. And Rob Ayala mentioned this cigar. I'm going to send you five sticks on me. Wow. Mm. And that cigar is probably around like 60, 70 Incredible. bucks a piece right now. Yeah. So he sent me those five cigars and I had one. So I'm like, you know what? There's seven of us on the pod. So I, need to, <laughs> I need two more. Can I buy them from you? So he reluctantly, I mean, he gave, and you go, you guys smoked, uh, smoked that. So I ended up buying all of them from him right. ev- eventually, not right away. Yeah. He didn't want to part with it. So that's the generosity of the listeners that they listen to the pod and they actually find the cigars that somebody else talked about and they want us to try it. Yeah. It's all about sharing, right? It's, also, it's all about yeah. sharing that, it's all about that yeah. experience that's, that he had and he wanted to share with the lizards what that was like. And that's the genesis of this hobby at the end of the day. Yeah. Generosity, friendship. It can't and be conversation. smoked alone and yeah. not be shared. Absolutely. It has yes. to be shared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Pay it, it forward. No, it has to be shared. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's amazing. No, no, and no, here we are with lizard no, names no, and, no, and everything. Yeah, and that's, the, <laughs> I think that's, the, you names. Know, that, that's the beauty <laughs> of it. And, 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 and I think to build on what you were saying, um, Rooster, is, you know, Rob, you know, when when Rabbi El was on, he he said it's like a sometimes with Cuban c- cigars it's like golf, it's like that golf shot. Yeah, you know, like when you really you, you know like a, well you're chasing it because um and he and he mentioned and I'll be brief. He mentioned runs. There's certain mm. runs of cigars That's at right. certain times. So, um and you know it's variable. There's lots of variability in this, and there's certain cigars that just hit it out of the park. In Cuba, where you just you, it, there's nothing like it. So that chase is part of it. I, I think to echo what he said, 
Um, and it is, it's part, it, it's part of it. And, and, and we're, we're continuing to do that with our, everyone here is aging cigars and we're going to see how some of these cigars yeah. change uh, over time, uh, whether they've peaked or whether they, you know, they're ready to smoke now and we're going to keep dipping into our humidors and just, and <laughs> trying to pr- provide well, Rooster, as the, the listener noted from Boston, mm-hmm. he has Tupperware. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with Tupperware. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The I'm only yeah. issue with Tupperware totally is fine. like, you don't know you where can't anything see it. is. You can't, yeah. you don't know. What's, right. You know, Bam so didn't know what his collection was. I had no idea. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen. You know, well, one, one good thing about <clears throat> this Lancero is that this is, this is what it is. I mean, you don't have to chase this flavor. No. This, yeah, is this is always going to be there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you that, know isn't that be- great about Davidoff? I mean, that's such a merit to the, to the brand. It's like it, consistent. Yep. Yeah. Every time you it's pick up great. one of these cigars, you know, you know what that it's going get. to deliver right. something special. Yeah. What's interesting is if you only smoked Padrones and Davidoffs, you'd be a very happy cigar smoker. Because your consistency and quality will always be world class, and, and you can acquire exactly. them at, at any time. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, yeah. you can acquire them at any time. And I think for the listener, if you're a casual cigar smoker, I would suggest smoking. If you're going to sit and do it only once a month, or something, or twice a month, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there are like that. They maybe have two or three cigars a month. I would highly recommend exploring Davidoff and Patron because. Yeah. They're, they're they're accessible, and if you're gonna just do it that infrequently, invest in that invest time in, well spent. Oh, so level, level of satisfaction so that, that you get out of what Puba just said. I think I would echo this. I think we all do. That's an excellent recommendation. You're leveling up your game right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of acquiring things, what the hell were you watching the other day that you wanted uh, a gizmo? chain what uncut gems fob it's a fob it's a fob almost that would go to like that would attach to a stopwatch it's no it was a full chain or no in uh, uncut uh, gems uh, that adam sandler pulled out that's a great movie by the way great movie it It really is it was a gizmo it It was a it uh, it was a diamond encrusted gizmo Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) it was and that's why i said to you guys i was like hey christmas is coming you gotta get this is amazing i think it's adam sandler's best work it's oh, a must are you serious? It's oh, a great wow. movie. It's okay, Senator you would love it. Must see. It's oh, a have must you seen see. this wow. film? So I have to watch it. I heard all this Dude, hype. They're like, he should get an no. Oscar he, for this. He's a degenerate gambler Dude. who owns a jewelry don't store. Don't tell him. Don't tell no, him. No, don't no, no, no. But that's what's that's it called? Just, that's that's a not. That's not. Doesn't change the plot. What's it called? Long story short, uncut gems. Uncut gems. Yeah. The thing that you need to know about it is it's revolved around basketball yeah. kevin garnett oh i'm in you're I'm in. in you would I'm love done. it okay yeah. so i have to watch this yeah. you have so to watch it but is, don't watch it late at night because it's, it's very intense friend, Danny. <laughs> oh i mean okay. guys this is, this is, we're gonna make something no spoilers don't spoil no no but it's good to know that so the funny it's thing intense. is giz sends out this text he's like i just watched this great movie i have to i want this chain so the funny thing is I'm a, I'm a watch guy, so like I'm not a jewelry guy per se, but I'm a watch guy. So I'm looking all over the internet. I'm like, I got to find this chain somewhere. Crazy enough, this <laughs> fucking thing is like literally impossible to get. It is. It doesn't so the exist. the funny thing is some enterprising person after this movie made like 200 of these like gold chains with a fucking gizmo pendant on it that like at first started selling for like 250 a pop. I'm like, okay, that's reasonable. And I guess he started selling a bunch of them and realized, like, well, people really want this. So they started going for thousands. The guy, like, jacked up the price. And now, I don't understand. I thought, like, 
in fucking China, you would be able to find like replicas of this. They don't exist. However, I want Gizmo to open something. Oh my God. Oh, get out of here. Oh get out of town. Come on. Get no. out of town. Whoa. I'm surprised. No way. I'm, I'm so excited right something. now. Something awesome. he's going to get more use of than a gold chain. Well, I want to see him wear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's a T-shirt with the chain on it. Oh, that's so adorable. Look Gizmo, at that Gizmo. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, it kind of looks like you, too. I kind of. Right? Okay, so for the, list, for the listener, I'm going to give a visual description real quick. All right. So, Dude, this, so is a, the, this is incredible. It is incredible. It's, it's, it's incredible. This is remarkable, and I need to just probe on how you even did this. But anyway, because the artwork's phenomenal. This is unbelievable. So, so, so it's a black T-shirt, okay? Which so, is all I wear, Which by is the way. all Gizmo wears. As soon as I was able to do this, That's this correct. Gizmo it's all style. he wears. It's Gizmo style. So, so, so this shirt is it's a black T-shirt, and then picture like a really, an imprint of like a really thick rope chain that goes from like the at like its clavicles <laughs> down over, down over the nips over over the nips down the chest imprinted on the shirt with with a gremlin yeah with the gizmo with a bedazzled diamond diamond gizmo. encrusted gizmo I, I I think this is a remarkable job. I of, need seven of these so I can wear one every day. I mean, your procurement ability is. is oh my lord! No, what have no, you no, done? No. What have procurement. you done? I think Senator was in his garage printing these. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the greatest gift I've ever gotten. Where'd you find it? Cool. So what the so hell? I explain this to me. There is one website that is like the most amazing source of t-shirts, particularly with like <laughs> pop culture or like movie references, all these crazy things. Like the only site I could find <laughs> that would make something like great. this. It was unbelievable. Like mm. literally I'm scouring the fucking internet. I'm like, I'm good at finding jewelry. Like this shouldn't be that hard. And when I accepted the reality that, okay, getting the actual gizmo is not quite possible and it would take forever to try to have someone make one. And I'd probably have to spend an absurd amount of money to do it. <laughs> And I said, what can I get now? And then the irony, when I came, I'm like, what? You know, Gizmo loves black T-shirts. Like, if I could have this on a shirt, he would. he's not going to walk around with a real gold chain with a Gizmo on it every day. But a shirt with that, he would wear it. Yeah, oh, I'm going to wear this. So I find this one site that does this, and they fucking ship it to me. Everything is perfect. And I'm like, this is amazing. What, this is, is, what is this goddamn website? <laughs> Gotta look it up. I forget. Gizmotees.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the greatest gift I've ever got. <laughs> I am so excited. By the way, right I now. was all I was expecting the full chain. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm actually kind of relieved because I'll actually I can actually wear that. That's the thing. He could show up at the lounge wearing that. Oh, I so can't we, wait so, for that. So when Gizmo goes on tilt, we can we can just say <laughs> instead of when tilt. he goes on tilt, you know, he goes to, he goes on tilt sometimes. <laughs> So, so uh, we could say he's off the chain. <laughs> he is off the chain. Now <laughs> we could say we could say Gizmo's off the chain. Oh man, that's <laughs> Senator. Thank you. That is a phenomenal gift. Oh, oh yeah. my lord, I can see him oh, in Cuba lord. just wearing this every. By the way, yeah. I'm gonna wear this to Legito the next time oh, we go to Cuba. Don't do that, please. <laughs> I can't wait. Bam doesn't like when I wear graphic tees. No, you I don't. should have had fake <laughs> collars on it, please. No, this, fake collars. No. Like, no, this this is going to become. I see this becoming a signature, you know, because 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 uh, Giz, you know, when he when he sinks his teeth into something, it's like forget about it. Which is why 
which is why this po- part, a huge reason why this podcast is, has been as successful as, it, as it's been. But I could see that being like if you go to like trade shows, <laughs> like, 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 like you've got to wear that oh, like yeah. everywhere. Like that's your whole signature. I'm going to wear this to you PCA. Need, like, right, exactly. You need like five of those. So everyone's like, that's the gizmo. That's yeah. the gizmo. Look for the guy with the chain, with the gizmo. With the chain the, t-shirt. Chain t-shirt with the gizmo idol on it. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's your signature. That's sure. Your new All you need there on you the back is like a number uh, that says like lub. Like L-U-B, L-U-B on the B back. number 14. 14 Gizmo. <laughs> Senator Fantastic. Great. Well done, Senator. Fantastic. Thank you. Well the good thing is there's more where that came from. So yeah. if you need one for every day of the week, I can oh, make it happen. I need the link. We need to order. Can, can we it. get a pink one, too? <laughs> We're going to get you one made. Where on It's going the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the Loud and Lizard merch site. Uh, absolutely. Oh on the back. Under the collar, we're going to get a printed him a, Love you gotta, 14. You got to get him a hoodie. Love Just 14. on the neck, on the back <laughs> of the neck. Yes. I need Love 14. Or on the sleeve. The yes. <laughs> they might be able to do that. That's it a might, good idea. Yeah, you got to do a hoodie. That is amazing. I'm very impressed because awesome. I did some Googling. I didn't find anything. I couldn't anywhere. I'm impressed. But that was my next best bet, and one place was able to do you it. You nailed it, dude. Wow. Well, thank you. I'm very excited. That's I'm awesome. going to wear it tomorrow. Awesome shirt. Awesome shirt. So, boys, we're into the last third here of the Millennium Lancero. You're done with yours. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I just wrapped up. I'm about done. I've been smoking. I, I've loved every second of it, me so too. I really blew through it. Rooster yeah, just too. got into the second half. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my second what, one. What are you guys thinking? Uh, it's a stunning. It's a, it's a great cigar. Yeah, I, I, I really wish. You know, I don't know if this is different than the Lancero that was regular production years ago, but. Whatever this is, it's really, really working. Yeah, it's a home run. Yeah, it's a slam So wh- where would you rate this compared to all the entire Millennium lineup? Well, I guess we're going to find yeah, out. It'll be good, like the number one, so number a two, great, number three. Yeah, station. For me personally, you know how much I love the pyramid. So for me, that's always going to be number yeah. one. Would this be number two? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm surprised it hasn't changed your mind. But I will say I had this the, is This is awesome. I, it's awesome mm-hmm. that I had the petite. Millennium Corona? Yeah, I love it. For the first time two days ago, it was so flavorful. So here's my problem. Here's our, you know, we talked about this. I think Puba, when he brought it up, the problem with the Petit Corona is the dollar for value. Yeah, it's expensive. It's too expensive for the size. True, true. What what is it? 19, 20 bucks for that Petit Corona? And we're an hour and a half in. It used to be $11. Yeah, we're an hour (laughs) and a half in on this $29 cigar. Yeah. And look at the experience it's giving us. So, there's definitely a value problem there in the Petit Corona. Uh, unless you can get it from like a third party, you know, like mm-hmm. I have had a great deal on those. Maybe. And then it came down to like $12, $13. Yeah. That is an, that's a great short smoke. I, I, great I would, short smoke. I would still rate the uh, Robusto. I love the Robusto. Robusto ahead of this one. Yeah. In, in my oh, ahead of this. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Of the three. Whoa. Wow. Wow. I, well, this is going to be interesting when we rate because I, I think some of us are going to definitely have a difference of opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I like the very traditional Davidoff Millennium taste, and I get more of that. So he's not wrong. So the pyramid, you do get that beautiful traditional tobacco, coffee, actually espresso, a little chocolate, no fruit notes. This, this is, Senator said it earlier, it is more complex yeah. than the pyramid for sure because you're getting those fruit notes in it. Yeah. And the way it works, it's so velvety smooth. I just love the size. Yeah, it's just so oh, elegant. Dude, I was, that's where I was going. Elegant. It's, it's so s- elegant in the hand. Dude, it's a sexy cigar. Yes. 
I think the biggest thing for me is it, it's not, I mean, I love this shape. Obviously the size is great, but the flavor has complexity. Yeah. And I do like that, you know, the millennium and I, I'm fine with one act plays. I mean, for me, some of the biggest, probably the biggest virtue for me in a cigar is consistency. It's like, I know what I'm going to get every time and I'm happy with that flavor profile, but I will give this credit, like how this started the second half, it like builds in mm -hmm. richness and yeah, strength. That's right. I think it loses some of those dried fruit or wet fruit, whatever mm -hmm. we want to call it mm -hmm. notes. And it becomes more traditional millennia, uh, uh, millennium. Mm -hmm. And to me, I, I actually like that there's like two distinct acts in this cigar. Yeah. It does become more of a traditional millennium as you go through it. That's it true. Does. Yeah. And but that's a virtue. Scores. I think yeah. that's a major virtue. Oh, dude, 100%. Uh, in, in, this, in, this, in this cigar. And I would, uh, I would really, I, I think that's an acute observation. It's a, definitely a two-act play. And down the stretch here, like I'm smoking this down to the nub, and it's 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 satisfying. That's rare for you. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Not really. He really? just wanted to take the opportunity. For <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I I feel like I finished my cigars, but we can we can we can discuss that pod for for another pod for another, another time. I mean, uh, I mean, this cigar gets like extra points just for the pigtail for me. Oh yeah. Oh, we know that. <laughs> why do you, why do you cut it off? The, the, why huh? do you cut it off? Yeah, you should, you're supposed to just pinch it off. Yeah. <laughs> Would the draw this open? I think that would have worked. Yeah. It's super smoke, right? I mean, it was really, Unbelievable it's really smoke. a super cigar. Unbelievable it's smoke. Super duper. Um, <laughs> what else can I say? I mean, I don't know. There's not much more to say. It, it, it has all those things that are familiar. It had some things that were surprising. And different. I'm, I'm and a little was, surprised at Grinder's comment. Which, Which Grinder, when he when you first took like the first two puffs, you were like, "I'm so blown away with with the cigar." And did it not? And, and, and cold, felt and the cold draw was. No, I, I mean the question was, in the context of the question was, how would you, how would you stack this in the millennium, you know, paradigm? And for me, I, like I said at the beginning, there's a concentration of those of those flavors which is great but it's not it's not what i like the most and uh that's why i think that's fair and, I mean, and i'm still gonna rate it a high score yeah. so yeah, sure. i'm gonna say something that may be a little controversial about the millennium line i i like full cigars everybody knows that the millennium robusto for me sometimes it's almost too strong mm. that, really that's why i like it Honest, really? I mean, no exaggeration. So, uh, like a, a friend, like a friend of a mine who's a member at our lounge, we were somewhere once, and I had given him like a shark or something, and he's like, "I got to give you something in return. Please take this." And it was the Millennium Robusto, and I, I don't have a box of those. I don't smoke them very often. And I said, "Okay, this is perfect. Something I don't have or smoke a lot, so I'll, I'll have one." And I lit that Millennium Robusto, and I was, I was probably four cigars deep at that point. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is a strong." I mean. I don't consider the Millennium Pyramid strong. I it's think not. it's medium full. Yeah. This cigar, medium full. That Millennium Robusto, it is full, like firmly in was that it, category. Was it in a tube? No. It wasn't. Okay. Hmm. Oh, me. Ah, now I'm forgetting. Oh, I don't no, know. Well, this, this, this was at our, our place that is known for its pores. So actually, I, I won't, yeah. I'm not certain. Ah. Um, mm. You know where we were. Yeah. But, um, so we, but we've procured very few tubes 
Davidoffs because two of the Davidoffs. So I just say that like it's for, like being in a for, golf course it's so me, windy. The Millennium line why I love it and its utility is that I think it kind of slots almost anywhere. Like I can light a Millennium pyramid in the afternoon, yeah. I can light one in the evening, mm-hmm. I would light this in the afternoon, in the evening. There there's no time that I would say like oh that's totally inappropriate to have Millennium. Right. But that Robusto I'd only have that after a meal at, and mm. dinner, like evening time. So I mean, that's my only thing I would what say. What about, about yeah. but what about, what, what's your take on the, on the late hour Robusto? That, that's, that's a that, great cigar. That's, that's good. And, and that's actually sweeter yeah. and not as aggressive I would say that's medium. as the Churchill. Yeah. That's what your take is on yeah. Interesting. I'd say I the think, late hour Robusto mm, is definitely medium. Yeah. Interesting. Would it, would it be fair to say that all of us smoke a Davidoff at least once during the week? Yeah, probably yeah. everybody but me. A hundred percent. I'm us, probably us, the only one that's not regularly yeah. smoking. That's true. Us, that's us, true. Us, I smoke a lot more because of Dominicanas. Yeah, yeah. Dominicanas. Yeah, and, I mean and for and pagoda, it's honestly probably daily. Oh, but that Dominican is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it is great value too. Oh, Puba, twenty bucks Super a cigar. Puba, do you smoke a Davidoff every week? Not every week. Yeah. No, not. I every feel week. like you and I are probably the ones that, <clears throat> excuse me, that don't smoke Davidoffs every week. I just know? tend to. Look I just tend to lean towards. We know you, you guys know. I just tend to lean towards Upman and Partigas. Yeah, just bec- it's bec- as just habit. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't. You know what I mean? That's what I have in my humidor. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't. Uh, but this is gonna. This is a catalyst now. Yeah. So now this is I'm, a good one. So yeah. this this cigar now is making me say, "Ooh, I want to smoke more Millennium." And and again, to your point um, earlier, it's twenty nine bucks, and to get. This kind of experience over 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. And complexity. And complex. Yeah, yeah, everything about it. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, at 29 bucks, that's good value. And also it's the really good presentation value. of this box. Yeah, the 10 count box. 10 count box. It's a really wooden box. Yeah. Wooden box with a sliding lid. lid. I, I need, really, it's really need, cool. to, I'm going to, I need to get a couple boxes of these. I think that it was, <laughs> I, I really, I really thoroughly enjoyed the cigar. Yeah. Very much. Very, very much. Yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> His name is Gizmo. <laughs> he smoked. He smoked. All right, boys, let's rate the Cal Isla 12-year single malt scotch. Okay. Great. Uh, for me, it was a great pairing tonight. I'm curious how this rating is going to end up. We will see. But Bam Bam, we're going to start with you. So I, I love the spirit. I thought it, it did overwhelm this cigar just a bit. Just a bit. I would probably prefer to have this uh, this spirit with a cigar like an exclusivo or an e2 mm. rather than this cigar I'm not saying that it was a bad e2 pairing. is a surprising call yeah. out there. well for me it's for me it's a richer cigar i would probably give this spirit i'm giving gonna give it an eight eight okay yeah. grinder i i'm actually giving it an eight as well um but i thought i liked it more than you that's surprising it. yeah what well an that is a surprising good score. i'm a hard grader when it comes to whiskey this is true he is a hard uh, grader with that's whiskey. true so, you made it sound like this is one of your all-time favorites well <laughs> I, I have sentimental value with the, with this with this scotch because i was broadening my palate when i first consumed it and in scotland <laughs> and um uh you know it was that was a great experience for me so i i had a, it also i have an affinity for Eli Scotch and the peatiness of which. Now, this is definitely something that I appreciated for a while, and, and I know I tried to make Hismo appreciate it as well. Um, but when I think of Eli Peaty Scotch, I think of you know I think of Lagavulin 16, 
and um and then Kila, you know, Kalila is below it. And I would say Lagavulin sixteen is a nine for me. And that's I don't think I've ever given any scotch to ten, maybe except for McCallan out of mm. sentiment. <laughs> um so yeah, it's that's my score. Okay. okay. Pagoda. Well, this is an interesting one for me because uh, when I smelted the first time, it started a very like sweet caramel and then I really got a bad whiff. And then a sorry, a bad, a bad whiff. A bad whiff. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know how to express it. English like, is my second language, like, guys. Uh, it's English. It's like he like was going downtown for the devil's chocolate. Oh, 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 oh. English is my second language. We know language. what that means. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I tell thought, the social media guy to pull thought, a bad whiff. I thought this was gonna be rate so low, but then after uh, you know have, putting some ice in it, I'll tell you this has been really good, and I think. Um, I'm going to rate it an eight um, because I've seeked more of a pour with the ice and uh, mm-hmm. it's been uh, uh, very pleasant. Uh, so I don't think it's as peaty as a Lagavulin 16, but um, I didn't find it as peaty. I, I thought it was less peaty. I was expecting it to be more peaty for some reason. Uh, but having said that, it's an eight for me. Senator. So this is interesting. I'm in lockstep with with all of you guys, um, and I'm I'm glad I was asking Grinder because I was worried when we started that I think we both really like Lagavulin. I was worried that you liked this more than Lagavulin, but that's not the case. So I'm in the same camp. Lagavulin for me, sixteen is a nine. I would give this an eight, and uh, I'm glad that we put some ice in here because when it started, I would have given it a seven. Um, but most twelve. I mean, honestly, I think. Every 12-year scotch that we regularly drink, we drink with some ice. It's not like we only sip that neat. Yep. And so um, I think it was very fair to do that. And I think it really opens up. And I think it brings the best out of this scotch when it has a little bit of ice or just a little bit of water. And it got creamier and smoother, sweeter. And that's where it wasn't clashing as much with this cigar. Um, I do agree with Bam, though, that I still think, even though this isn't as peaty as Lagavulin in 16, the 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 amount of peat mm-hmm. for how I still think I'm sorry. There's very little peat in this cigar, if any. Um, and so I think it overpowers it just a bit. Uh, but I would drink this happily, you know, many times uh, beyond this uh, pod we're recording. And so for me, it's an eight. So uh, this is interesting for me because from when we first started to where we are now, even with the ice, where it paired with the cigar, I'm a nine. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I really enjoyed this. Interesting. Um, I think because I have Lagavulin at home, I've actually preferred this to Lagavulin tonight. So it, I, I happen to enjoy the spirit. It's just the the pairing itself was maybe just a slight tinge off, but it's, it was delicious with the right cigar. So I'll I'll correct myself. Not an E two, but a Maduro Particus Maduro one. That's better. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. And a Ras would yeah. be great with this guy. I think. So that for me, when I when I'm thinking PD Scotch now, yeah, I think instead of of Talisker ten or Oban, which is kind of in the middle, mm. or or Lagavulin sixteen. If any of those are my choices, and I have this as well, I think I'm going to reach for this, and that's why it's a nine. Nice. Well, grinder, uh, clearly more oh, than oh, more oh. than mission accomplished. Yeah, refined fine palate. Oh, yeah. fine palate. Thank you. Fine. Hey, let me get the T-shirt. <laughs> you know that doesn't look refined, right? <laughs> I'm ignoring you, Ben. Uh, no, Kuba, go ahead. You look adorable. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to be pretty brief. I mean, I, I, I'm. 
I agree with all the commentary here um, from, you know, from everybody. So for me, I'm not going to, I agree with it. I, the commentary put forward is for me, uh, it's an eight for me. Um, very, very, very nice. And, and, you know, like I stated in the beginning is that, is that was the pairing from, you know, perfect, uh, with this cigar and that scotch, no. But who cares? We're, we're, we're this scotch for me. I I would buy it. I think it's a strong recommend, and it's an eight. All right. So the composite lizard score on the formal liquor rating is an eight point two. Okay. On the Cal Isla twelve year. Wow. I very think that's fair. a great score. It's a yeah. really nice. I'm very yeah, comfortable spirit. with that. It's a really good. I'm very spirit. comfortable I mean, with that. Anything I, over eight is yeah. a definite recommend. It's an excellent yeah, yeah. score. I'm very comfortable with yeah. that. All right. So. The Davidoff Millennium Lancero 2023 Limited Edition. It's time to do the formal lizard rating on this thing. Rooster, you're up. Yeah, great cigar. I mean, very, uh, very satisfied with this. Definitely going to try to get some more boxes. Yeah. So for me, it's a nine. Excellent. Puba. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a nine for all the reasons that were stated during the podcast. It's a nine for me. So I gave the Millennium Pyramid a nine, mm-hmm. and this I'm having difficulty right now. Yeah, I'm having difficulty because this is better than that cigar for me. I'm enjoying this more than I do the Pyramid, um, which I know Bam is no, you know, no, no offense to, to each his own, dude. But the size, the flavor, the delivery, the smoke output, everything about it has been great. But I don't think it's touching a ten. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of low nines. There you go. So I'm also at a nine. Senator. So, what you're saying resonates with me in the sense that I'm I'm sitting here kind of comparing in many ways the Lancero and the Pyramid. I think each of them has different strengths, and so I land at a nine on this, which is probably what I also gave the Pyramid. By the way, we all gave the pyramid a nine. Okay, so perfect. And the reason I say that, and it's funny, they kind of just all end in the same place, but you're going to have a different experience. I will say, and Bam started with this, and I couldn't agree more, the construction of the Millennium Pyramid, I personally think is one of the most beautifully constructed cigars I have ever seen, Mm -hmm. period. I would not say that this is the most beautiful Lancero or cigar I've ever seen, I think we talked about how it's a little bit rustic in the construction. Like you look at a Millennium Pyramid, you're, it, it's it, perfect every it time. It almost doesn't look real. You don't know how it could be made so perfectly, um, and so this doesn't have that from a construction standpoint. I mentioned how the ash on a Millennium Pyramid. I mean, it feels like you could almost smoke all the way down without having to ash. And this, you got to keep ashing, and that's just the virtue of the size. That that's a function of the size, right? The shape. I get that. The flavor in this is definitely more complex than the Millennium Pyramid, and that's where it starts to score higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, two-act play, as I said before. I love this introduction of those fruit notes up front, which I don't get at all um, from a Millennium Pyramid. But what I will say, the final third of this, the Millennium Pyramid, I mean, I'll sm- I mean, Bam will always smoke till his fingers are burning Abs- on that cigar. On that cigar, sure. And I find myself even doing that a lot mm-hmm. of the time with it, and it's super satisfying. This in the final, final inch, half an inch um, is satisfying, but I do feel the flavors get a little bit muddled when you get down to the very, very end of it. And so for all those things, like they both net out to a nine, but I think the experience is different. And so each has a time and a place. 
All right. What, what was your rating? Sorry. A nine. Okay. All right. Pagoda. Uh, it's a 10 for me. Ooh. Wow. 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 I love it. Yowza. And, and I'm going I'm, I'm to, uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about this because um, I think uh, if you go back to the initial podcast and you talk about a lot of the cigars, I think we were a lot more strict in terms of the way we were rating them. I That's what I feel. I like at least uh, personally. I think now we've become a little more liberal. Uh, this is a cigar I've enjoyed from the beginning to the end. Um, an hour and a half has been fantastic. It's brought the joy in all of us. It's a 10 for me. Um, you know, uh, I couldn't figure out the flavor uh, when you pointed out it was raspberry. And I don't know whether, listeners, you want to try this or not. I was touching my tongue to the top of my palate, and you could just feel that concentrate, concentrated flavor of now what we, it may be the raspberry flavor. I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. Hmm. It was so pleasant. Um, I really enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. It's a 10 for me. All right. Grinder? Eight. Um, I'm, I'm rating this. No this. preconceived ratings, please. I'm, I'm rating Do this. Do not preempt the rating. I'm rating this the same that I'd rate the the Pyramid and the Robusto, which is a nine. All right. Oh, that's a great score. Uh, be, just because it, you know, I consider them in the same class. So in that little box i that's how i'd rank rack and stack them so this might be a nine two as opposed to a nine four or five for the pyramid and a nine three for the robusto i don't know um but you know it's got all those classic flavors it's definitely a little more concentrated i really enjoyed the combination you know the pairing um so that i think i think it helped the flavor uh enjoyment considerably and um the finish was a little long on the on the uh on that on that whiskey but having that cigar i thought it was great um you know i thought it was i thought it was very nice smoky flavor um i just loved it you know so this cigar was i did get the two act play um and i certainly agree i, I think it got better the second act uh smooth the, it smoothed yeah, the out middle, the middle was great wasn't it yeah. It was, yeah. The middle was great. That transition was, the best was part. nice. Yeah, best part Agreed. was the middle. Yeah. The, the yeah. middle, the beginning and the middle was really the terrific. Beginning was Not awesome. that the end was bad. The cold draw was great. But yeah. Boy, oh boy, was that those were some <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> no, but but seriously, it, it felt like it just it it got it got better and and um you know the whole the whole all the way down. So nine. All right. Nice. Bam bam. So, you know, initially the first two thirds, I was at a nine. And the final third, I'm piggybacking on what Senator said. There is a little bit of a, an ammonia thing that you get when you get down to that final inch, and I took this down to a half inch. I love the cigar. So as I was getting closer and closer to the end, I was actually wake, teetering between an eight and a nine, but I have to give the cigar a nine for its complexity and for its combination of flavors that you're getting. I don't get that in a, in a pyramid. Nine. Excellent. So the Composite Lizard score is a 9.1 fantastic just on the it's edge it's almost okay. a 9.2 yeah but it's a 9.1 there boys. you go now the shape has a lot to do with it because it's so elegant and beautiful which is why it, for me it edged out the pyramid yeah yeah and it, it you know by our, one point our composite lizard score on the pyramid was a 9.0 right we, when we did that by point one actually yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. just it's just edging that a little bit yeah and i think it's flavor that did that i don't Absolutely. think it's just elegance i, I actually think the pyramid's more elegant it but is i i think the flavor is what did it agreed yeah. agreed yeah all right, boys, a great night tonight. 
So we had the Cal Isla 12-year aged at an 8.2 and the Davidoff Millennium Lancero at a 9.1. An excellent pairing. Excellent night. <laughs> excellent night. <laughs> Great conversation. Hold on. Let me get my T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, put that up stay to your on, breast. Hold stay, on. Stay on, stay on the chain. Put it to your breast. Let's see stay it. on the chain for the clothes. <laughs> hey, by the way, Senator, that's a 10. <laughs> that's a 10. <laughs> the shirt's a 10. a 10. The shirt's a 10. All right. Great that's night, nice. guys. Great. Excellent night. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.